26, 2004. These poor guys <laughs> need help. <laughs> and, uh, and, and often don't know it. Well, that was almost a leading into a Dharma talk already, so we'll, we'll still do our chant. <coughs> and unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect Dharma is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kappas, having it to see and listen to you, to remember and accept. talk a little bit about uh, how to uh, uh, not be so caught up in busyness. And as uh, most of you know, we have our little bridge over here is named Not Busy Bridge. Um, and you might actually do a practice of remembering when you cross the bridge, not busy bridge. Uh, whether you're whether you're approaching the Zendo to this whole realm of not being busy uh, or taking the freedom from busyness with you as you go forth out into whatever else your life is. Um, and it comes from this story from the Shoyuroku, the Book of Serenity, 100 Zen Dialogues. Um, as Yunyan was sweeping the ground, Dao said, Too busy. Yunyan said, You should know there's one who is not busy. Dao said, If so, then there's a second moon. Yunyan held up the broom and said, Which moon is this? <laughs> Here, as Yun, so in the commentary it says, Here, as Yunyan was sweeping the ground, Dawu casually tested him. Yunyan said, You should know there is one who isn't busy. And then it says, Good people, as you eat, boil tea, sew, sweep, you should recognize the one who is not busy. Then you will realize the union of mundane reality and enlightened reality. In the Dongshan progression, this is called simultaneous inclusion. Naturally, not wasting any time. So we tend to think that we don't want to waste time, and then that puts us in a state of being hurried, um, a state of duty and obligation and some pressure and stress. Um, this is saying that whenever you are pushing uh, ahead of yourself in that way that itself is wasting time because you're you are missing this moment you're missing your real life in this moment you can notice uh, if you reflect on your state of mind as you're walking are you intent on 
getting someplace? Is your mind full of ideas and distractions that are taking you away from the actual experience of walking? For myself, uh, I worked with that a lot when I was... Uh, I moved... For a while I was at Green Gulch training. And then uh, when I was working um, for a while as a carpenter, and I... Uh, many times would be working on something over here and then I needed to go over there to pick up a board or another tool and and then come back to over here. To, so I noticed that I was, uh, when I went to get the board, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to get the board. And I would be over there without even noticing my walking. So I made a practice of reminding myself frequently to just walk I know where I'm going, but while I'm going there, I can just walk. <laughs> it made a wonderful difference to simply be present in my body, walking, um, picking up the board, walking, holding it up, putting it in position. So there's uh, a physical practice like that affords a wonderful opportunity for that kind of mindfulness. And that kind of mindfulness... Uh, opens up into a realm of uh, being fully engaged right there in what you're doing at the same time and not being busy. Um, when you're right there, not being busy, you know that uh, you have a full experience. At the same time, you can't say there is someone doing anything because the one who is walking or the one who is picking up something is not exactly uh, the self. It's more of a feeling of uh, infinite uh, hands and infinite feet all supporting this activity. Um, so you're not walking alone. Your walking is actually supported by the whole infinite history of walking. And uh, is not separate from past and future. When you realize this and reflect on it, then you notice that to do otherwise is actually a kind of aggression against yourself. Um, so when uh, Da Wu comes up and says to Yun Yang, sweeping the ground, too busy, he's actually uh, uh, checking his brother to see how, uh, what's the state of, of mind as he's engaged in this activity. Is he uh, actually uh, caught up in trying to do something which is, a, which is an aggression against himself? Or is he simply sweeping? And uh, so Yunyan says, you should know there's one who's not busy. They've been training together a long time. Actually, these are as some scholars, anyway, think these were uh, biological brothers, both monks um, in the Chinese temple and, of course, doing the daily tasks of life uh, were included. And, you know, that was all included in, in the practice. So it was appropriate to check and see. You know, are you doing this with a busy mind or are you... And so... 
you should know this one is not busy. But then, does that mean that there is me and then some other? So he checks further. Does that mean there's a second moon? Or are you, you're telling me there's a second moon? The moon is often used as a symbol of awakening or enlightenment. Does that moon mean there's enlightenment someplace else? Yunyan says, um, which moon is this? This broom right here. This is it. <laughs> this broom is enlightenment itself. <laughs> right? He doesn't say that. He says, he leaves it as a question. Which moon is this? Um, taking this up, from a little different angle, uh, someone recently sent me a little quotation from Thomas Merton. Uh, and it goes like this. Uh, this is a commentary, actually, upon our very busy society, our busy culture. Thomas Merton. There is a perverse form of contemporary violence to which the idealist fighting for peace by nonviolent methods most easily succumbs. Activism and overwork. The rush and pressure of modern life are a form, perhaps the most common form, of its innate violence. To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone in everything, is to succumb to violence. The frenzy of the activist neutralizes work for peace. It destroys the fruitfulness of work because it kills the root of inner wisdom, which makes work fruitful. The frenzy, I'll just read that last sentence again. The frenzy of the activist neutralizes work for peace. It destroys the fruitfulness of work because it kills the root from, of inner wisdom, which makes work fruitful. So he uses the word, I was using the word aggression, as a kind of a self-aggression, and he's saying, looking at it in society, uh, uses the word violence, and of course, his uh, way of studying this was to go and become a monk. Uh, have any of you read uh, Thomas Merton's uh, Seven Story Mountain? Just, yeah, a couple of you. Seven Story Mountain was kind of his uh, autobiographical account of how he made the decision to become a Trappist monk. Some other wonderful books out too, with its quotes and yeah. reflections and writing. Yeah. Could you say the title again? The Seven. Seven Story Mountain, I believe. Seven yeah. Story Mountain. Yeah, I read that when I was maybe fourteen or thirteen, <laughs> something like that. When I was a little just on the beginning of seeking. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, along the same uh, 
Mary Oliver wrote a poem called The Old Poets of China. Very short poem. The Old Poets of China. But it's Mary Oliver, her voice, saying, Wherever I am, the world comes after me. It offers me its busyness. It does not believe that I do not want it. Now I understand why the old poets of China went so far and high into the mountains, then crept into the pale mist. So the old poets of China and the old Zen teachers of China went into the mountains, and we say that this practice is mountain practice. And whenever we actually stop and and take this seat we enter the mountain and entering the mountain we become the mountain so this to to do zazen is to be the mountain and we are always confronted with uh, how to balance being the mountain with taking up the broom. And uh, doing all the, uh, all the activities and projects of our daily life. So there is a secret to that, which is in that action of yin-yan sweeping always knowing that the sweeping is happening without any attachment to it. So we say uh, we don't clean the bathroom. To clean the bathroom, we clean the bathroom just to allow cleaning. (laughs) Allow cleaning to happen. Just appreciate the cleaning. Um, And... uh, so when you're driving, appreciate driving. I think you'll actually, if you're alert and paying attention, you'll actually be a better driver if you simply drive without being in a hurry to get somewhere. When you can do that at any speed, people can be in a great hurry to get somewhere at five miles an hour. <laughs> People can be in a great hurry to get somewhere at 65 miles an hour, or you can be quite peaceful driving at 5 miles an hour, and you can be quite peaceful driving 65 miles an hour. So it's not the speed. It's not whether you have a broom or whether you have this. It's the attitude that you bring to it, the presence and the, the spirit of being in the present that you bring to it. So I hope that uh, that uh, you good people in all of your in all of your endeavors will actually be careful not to uh, commit acts of violence against yourself. Um, as Dogen said, uh, he suggested really to allow the myriad things to advance 
and confirm the self. So if you wait, if you're patient, actually you can feel the total vitality of life actually coming through you in your, in your activity. So let's uh, chant the refuges. We need to pass out the sutra books for. Let's pass them out for. I will chant them in Pali, and uh, and then in English. Page? Second page. Second page. Back of the first page. Buram Saranam Gachami Dhamam Saranam Gachami Saranam Saranam Gachami Completely taken refuge in some.